0: Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Football Rant, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Before we get into this episode, I just want to go over a little housekeeping, all right, guys? Um, right now, you'll find me on Instagram and uh, Facebook. I'm also going to be way more active now on YouTube. I've been hinting at some things, and i am finally narrowed it down to what I want to do. So I want to break it down to you right now uh, on YouTube. I will be downloading all reaction episodes from here on out. You guys seem to be loving every reaction episode I put out and every quick hitter episode I put out are off the charts, both of them. So I will start with reaction episodes and I will probably start putting quick hitters on there as well. Um, Fantastic. The response you guys have been giving me lately is off the charts. I just want you guys to know I really, really appreciate your support. So with that, go to um, uh, YouTube and like and subscribe, and also go to Spotify and leave a star review. Uh, Hopefully it's a five-star review. Follow there as well, and hit me up on the DM, and I will send you new stickers, and I have wrist bracelets, the ones that old Lance Armstrong used to have, but they are blue with the Michigan Maniac uh, on it. And let's face it, this is the football rant, but we are all Michigan Maniacs. I will do that for free. You just got to hit me up, let me know where I need to send them, and I will do it for just simply thanking you for supporting me. Also, if you go to um, Spotify in the bio, you can hit uh, the voicemail voicemail Mondays is going to be a thing please leave your voicemail and I will create a whole episode around whatever voicemails I get if I don't get any voicemails it'll continue just be ask me anything either way I'm hoping that you guys get involved I want to be more uh retro I want to be more active with you guys okay also you go to the bio in Spotify And you can support this podcast for a mere $4.99 a month. I think there's three options, $0.99, $4.99, and $9.99. Either one, I really don't care. Either one you want. You go ahead and support this podcast, and it will allow me to buy shirts, hats, and all the other stickers and uh, bracelets that I can pay for. That's all I want to do is just give back to the maniac society that has been so good to me. So I appreciate you guys. Go through all this. If you can, let me know, and I will give back to you as much as I possibly can. Thank you so much for being the greatest audience ever. I mean, you guys have been fantastic. Um, to me, you will always be the silent majority. There's a few of you I hear from constantly, but the numbers have just been increasing, and it is fantastic. It is getting to the point Um, it's getting to the point where we are almost pre-COVID numbers. And that's exciting. And I have only you to thank. So thank you very much, guys. Once again, go to YouTube. Go to Spotify. Like and subscribe on both. Leave a review on both. Hit me up on the DMs. And I will send you new stickers and new rubber bracelets. You go and support me on the bio in spotify pick any one of the three that is that is offered and i will also send you a hat once the the new hats come out i want you to pick which one and i will send them out i just want to make you guys happy that's all i want to do so i hope we can just crush it and i hope you love this week's episode Hey, this is the Michigan Football Report, and I am Adam Brewer. Now, um, let's get into this. Uh, amazing, we're only, got two weeks away from the beginning of the season. I mean, it's crazy. It blows my mind that we're getting so close to football again. I mean, it's amazing. I love every second of it. I mean, I am just consuming. I'm sure, just like all of you, consuming as much Michigan content as possible. Love this time of year. Anyway what i have been noticing though is i love i love when i put out things and i'm right and i'm usually ahead of the curve on most of these things um i don't know if it's because i'm not directly uh, associated with michigan football so i can kind of get like a 30,000 view look from at the program without any type of uh worry what the program will think or whatever right and no distractions but there's two things that have That I've been noticing lately that I put out a while ago, and uh, one is the way Michigan does uh, or their approach so far to the NIL slash transfer portal slash recruiting is going. I I like and I think is going to be suit them well, especially since Michigan's NIL isn't very well, isn't very good yet. Or not on par with the rest of, like, say, the SEC, and that's who we're directly competing with, let's face it. Um, I said that Michigan is gonna have to treat Transfer Portal a lot like the NFL treats free agency, right? And they're gonna put their dollars behind quality kids instead of wasting that money on uh, future like futures, if you're like looking at recruits as a stock. And I mean, it's it's proven. It's look at what we're doing in the transfer portal and then look at kind of the struggles right now we're having in the recruiting world because we were killing it in the recruiting world for a minute. And then now all of them are starting to flip to shocker SEC schools that have a much better NIL program. So what Michigan's doing ultimately, I think is going to be the best way to do stuff. I've never, and if you've listened to this show long enough, you know I do not care about recruits, could care less. You want to know why? I'll tell you why. If you listen, you know, but still, if you're brand new, I'll tell you. They're 16 to 19 years old. Young men, 16 to 19 year old young men are the most flaky, I mean, just kids in general from 16 to 19 are flaky as hell. They go with the flow. You never know what's going to, what's going to pique their interest. One day they like Kentucky. One day they'll like Michigan. One day they, hell, they might just go crazy and like Michigan State for some ungod reason, you know? So, um, why are, why are we putting so much time and effort into a kid that we don't even know if he's going to be a lock to be great or, Now that we have the transfer portal, why don't we start doing some research on the guys who aren't happy at the places they were, start looking at their production in real college football, and then start luring those guys away. And then start giving your NIL dollars because Michigan may never get that on par. I know they're always talking about, well, we're close. We're close to getting blah, 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 whatever. I would much rather start using NIL dollars to help and to cultivate kids who have already been showing they can do something on the college level, then kids, we don't know if they'll be great. And yes, yeah, sure. Five-star kids more than likely usually are great, right? More than likely. Okay. But not always. And I don't know. If Michigan's not in, in line to get a bunch of five stars, well, why don't we just, you know, NIL it to the, to the the transfer portal? And that's what we're doing, and I like that, and I think that's exactly where we should be. Because I'm tired of all these, oh, these lame-ass attempts of these kids trying to, oh, it's my announcement day. Who gives a shit? Don't care, dude. Whatever lame thing you are going to do in some gymnasium where there is, you know, eight people who want to know where you are going to, and then you have to undress practically through every jersey that the schools that you your top five or whatever just to get to the last one, and then not even the jersey that you wore on the last one is even it. Now you pull it out of a bag or something. I mean, just have a magician pull the freaking helmet out out of the side of your ear. At this point, who gives a shit? Don't care. Also, another thing that I'm very happy about, because I'm always, always, I always, always enjoy a good Ohio is falling apart story. From what it sounds like, Ohio State isn't doing so well in the quarterback department. Now, listen, maybe they turn around. Maybe this is only spring practice. Maybe it's all misleading. But it doesn't sound like uh, that, uh, oh, uh, what is their, one of their wide receivers, the one with the weird name. Uh, he was saying they can't even do a freaking screen pass because the quarterbacks are doing so poorly. Offensive line's not doing so well. And then Ryan Day has even come out and said that both quarterbacks aren't showing promise <laughs> or whatever he says. But it's great that I picked Ryan Day as the person who was going to be the face of the decline of Ohio football. I love it. And I hope this trend continues because I love being right, and this will – make me so happy to show that Ryan Day really was born on third. He has no real talent for recruiting or coaching or any of that. He just happened to be a good pl- – I mean, he's a – I'll give it to him. He can call some plays. The guy can call some plays. But outside of that, if he's not gifted a amazing quarterback – and now let's go back, look at what they've done. I mean – CJ Stroud uh Oh, what's that kid's name? Oh, Fields. Justin Fields. Oh, that kid was amazing. Um, you know, JT Barrett, uh Dwayne Haskins. I mean, go down the line, man. They've had great quarterbacks for what, a decade? So let's see now that they get a mediocre quarterback. Let's see what happens. I don't know. Maybe maybe I was right. Maybe Ohio State does go what, 8 and 4? <laughs> How great would that be if they go eight and four? Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Amazing. Anyways, still still standing two feet on my prediction that Ryan Day is going to be the face of the decline of Ohio football. Anyway, now let's get into some fun stuff here outside of uh, Ohio falling on its face or the potential of it falling on its face. Um, the thing that uh, I've been listening to. A lot that really piques my interest, or I'm—I would love to be at camp to see—is the D line versus the O line. I love the battle between those. I love watching a good defensive tackle take on the guard center combo. I love to see an edge rusher take on the tackle. I love all that—just the the stunting, the the handwork, the foot, the feet work, the footwork, feet work. What am I doing? You know, all that. I just, I love it. It's just like a personal hand-to-hand battle thing that is just, things about that. Really, I love it. So I would love, I love hearing all the stuff about the D-line getting the best of the O-line lately. Because, I mean, that is Joe Moore a winning two years in a row offensive line. And I love to hear that. Finally, because if you know me, if you've listened to this show enough, there's there's a couple positions that I truly, truly love, and one of them is the defensive tackle. I think the defensive tackle position, it it to me is one of the most important positions on that team, just in football. You know, I mean, just like I will always tell you, I don't care what kind of athletes you have in the specialty areas, like. Quarterback, wide receiver. Obviously, all these matter. Now, I'm not trying to say these don't matter, okay? Running back, all those specialty positions, those high, high quality, high effort positions, right? All those super talented kids can only be truly super talented and show off their skill if they have a great offensive line to protect them to allow that. put I don't care who you put. I mean Derek uh, David Carr was a perfect example of that amazing talent from Fresno State, I believe, goes into the NFL, has one of the worst offensive lines ever because he gets drafted by the expansion um, Houston Texans, and gets sacked some like over 30 times in one NFL season. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? You could be the second coming of Joe Montana, and it wouldn't give a di- it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. not one bit because you don't have anybody up there protecting you long enough to show off your skill. So to me, every game is won and lost right there. Now, I know that's not some amazing take or, woo. no one ever thought that before, but I that is it for me. We win and lose solely based off who wins those battles right there. And to hear that the offensive line... Lo- the offensive line that has done so well for the last two years, minus the playoffs. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. Uh, is having to like having its lunch, just force fed to them is fantastic. I love it. Cause I can't wait. I, I think that's where we're really going to dominate teams because right now, let's face it with, I would, I would assume Josh Wallace is going to be great. I mean, uh, I'm putting my faith that he's going to be great. Hopefully, uh, Amari Walker turns out to be the freak that they all think he's going to be. Hopefully, Will Johnson is healthy, right? So with the the problems, or not even say problems, the concerns we're having with our cornerback position group, you know what helps that out? Great defensive line play. Putting a pressure, putting pressure on the quarterback so he can't step into his throws. He can't read the defense well in, like in the two seconds to get the ball out where he needs to. He always has a hand in his face. He's always getting touched. He's always, he's feeling that pressure. Helps out cornerbacks immensely. Helps out our, our safeties. Helps out everybody. Linebackers. You know, defensive line slowing down the running back or chipping a white a chipping an l- offensive lineman so the so the linebacker can blitz whatever it is great defensive line play helps all so i'm very excited i can't wait to see that i mean so this leads to my position groups that i'm very excited to watch this season right um now obviously there's some that are just givens the quarterback position can't wait to see what jj does right uh Running backs, obviously, I think they're going to be amazing. So I I expect greatness from those. But the ones I get real excited to watch are just, I've narrowed it down to two. Okay. The defensive line, like I just talked about. I mean, you've got Graham, Benny, Jenkins, McGregor, uh, Moore, Grant, (laughs) just to name a few. Uh, Harrell, I mean, just to name a few, those guys right there. I, I can't wait to see the dominance, or maybe no dominance. Right, right. That's the scary part. Is that just all talk coming out of camp that they're doing so well? I don't think so, but I want to see. I, I can't wait to see if McGregor finally steps up and becomes who we thought he could be. Right. Let's put Let's put it this way: if if he was, he looks like what I would create a defensive rush player on NCAA football like the football game I, he looks exactly like that I would put tattoos I'd put the visor I'd have him big and tall and fat I mean he's everything you would think a video game player would be so I want to see him put up video game numbers finally I'm excited to see that I want to see what Jalen Hurrell can finally do you know he was just starting to really take it on last season and look good I mean Derek Moore whoo that, that's a big boy right there, you know. Um, I just am oh, very excited. That I can't wait to watch that position, the whole D-line as a whole. I can't wait to watch that group go up against other great offense because there's going to be great offensive lines we go up against this year. So I can't wait to see that, see how they dominate this unbelievable offensive line in Penn State or whatever, you know, the greatest offensive line Penn State's ever had, blah, 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 Um. The tight end position also. I'm very excited about this. Um, Everybody's talking about Loveland. I think Loveland's going to be great, obviously. But um, not a lot of – well, some people are talking about Barner. He's the one I'm most excited about. A.J. Barner is the guy I think is going to – everybody's going to look back and be like, thank God we got that kid. Because he is the finished product. That we're hoping Loveland becomes, you know, like the next level, right? Uh, He reminds me so much of Jeremy Shockey. If you guys don't know who Jeremy Shockey is, go and watch some film of Jeremy Shockey. Uh, Size is very similar. AJ's a little bit taller. He's like 6'6". Shockey was 6'5". They're both like 250-ish. You know, I mean, if you're 250, 255, doesn't matter. Um, Hands, from what I've seen... Listen, just from the spring game and the very limited stuff you can see on from Indiana when he was there. Uh the way he uses his hands, the way his body placement is when he's catching the ball. The only difference is Shockey was much faster. I mean, I'm four five forty for Shockey, which is impressive for a tight end. And then Barner's a four eight, still not terribly slow, but still, you know, not a four five. Um I like how big and mean he looks and I think that's how he plays and I just I I love I can't wait to see what he does so I'm very excited and I'm telling you mark this moment now right 15 minutes and 40 seconds into this episode the red zone formation I believe that's going to give Michigan the best chance to always score a touchdown in the red zone from 20 yards and in is this three tight end set? So you've got Barner, Loveland, and um, Hibner, right? Then you have one slot, which will be Edwards, all right? Donovan Edwards, your five offensive linemen, JJ, and then Corum. You can't, you don't know where it's going in the red zone, like you need big boys, like especially if you're just, like 10. 10, uh, 10 yards and in. If you're 10 to 15 yards in, this is exactly the, the formation you can go with because you don't know what's, what you're going to get. You can have a two-back two, two back set where you where you motion out either Corum or Edwards because now Corum's catching the ball now. From all reports, what they've been saying, Coram's looking good catching that ball out of the backfield. So now you can motion either one of those bad boys out into a slot with three three tight ends that can catch the ball. They play that go top end like high point the ball. Look at Loveland against Purdue last season. Look at Loveland against Ohio last season. The boy knows how to play, how to get that ball, how to use his body to defend to defend the ball, you know. Barner same thing. Look at the spring game. Look what he did in the spring game in the red zone. You can do crossing routes. Hibner is not slow and he's big. Hibner is as big as Barner. They're 6'5. I think Hibner's 6'5, 250. Same size. We're, we got, I'm telling you right now, mark this down. This is, if they don't use this, this, they're crazy because I I don't see anything but upside from that. Who are you going to stop? And then you've got Edwards or Corum at the slot. Pshh forget it that it's unstoppable um with that i mean this is going to be not really the longest episode because i'm pretty much done with everything i wanted to talk about i'm just excited about this season i mean i watched the uh um big 10 network uh what is it practice days or training camp updates with michigan and great 45 minutes i mean i highly suggest you go watch it uh also bussing with the boys on youtube you can check it out i think it's just the boys and it's got taylor juan and one episode he's got uh keegan and zenter and uh uh, uh barner yeah yeah right yeah barner um not barner anyways whatever you know, guys, they talk about what the point is, what I'm trying to say is even with the other episode was JJ Corum and Edwards. He always brings up uh, the uh, TCU game. And I just love hearing how an ex-player talks to current players about how they felt, what he felt. It was, it's really just a good watch. Good fun watch, you know? The Big Ten also a good watch. These guys are just different. This is a much different football team. This is I grew up watching Michigan football for a very long time and the beginning of the Harbaugh era, those those players were cocky but not sure, right? These Michigan players now are assured of what they're doing. They know what they're doing is right. They have the culture, they have the belief system, they have everything going for them now. They have the, the camaraderie that you need to be great. And everything I've heard is that this team feels like a national title winner. And not from just Michigan fans, from other people covering like the Big Ten Network guys. I don't know, man. I'm excited. I really... I can't wait for the season to get going. Now listen, could ever could Michigan completely just botch the season? Sure. Could I don't even want to speak it into existence. Could injuries derail? Sure. But if everything goes to plan, if Michigan stays healthy, oh, I think it's going to be one of the great seasons. Um, want to do a quick shout out to uh, Scott Root and uh new new subscriber uh fantastic thank you so much i really appreciate the support very kind words um i love that we share the same uh same viewpoints on michigan football so if you guys go ahead and if you guys subscribe or uh support on through uh spotify uh i'll give you shout outs i mean i love to carry on good conversations with good people so come on let's let's support one another let's get going uh this is going to be a great season we're all going to enjoy it uh my goal is to have a thousand downloads per episode this season. That's what I want. That's what I think I can have. It's very close. Last season was very close, so I, that's my goal, guys. If you can help me reach that goal, I will be forever grateful. So, also, guys, go out and check out Big Banter Sports or B the B One G Banter Sports. Uh, if you, for all you Ohio fans that hate listening this. Or if you guys have a Michigan State fan that can't quite, you know, understand smartphones or laptops, if they still have that old flip phone or the StarTech, uh, let them know that there's new technology out there and there's things called podcasting and Twitter. Maybe they can enjoy it. I know they're a little bit slow on the uptake because they're Michigan State fans. Uh, but, you know, help them understand that. But, if you know, if you're any other uh, fan of the Big Ten, Banter Sports is totally for you because they have podcasts for each and every 14 teams that we have in the Big Ten, soon to be, what, 3,000? Who knows? Uh, Just they cover everything. It's been fantastic. They even have a Michigan affiliate. Uh, I don't know. If you want, go ahead and compare the two. We'll see what what you guys think. Uh, I'm just happy they have one. Uh, I had a chance. I screwed up my Twitter thing, and I didn't get a chance to respond in enough time. So I think this is a great idea. I love it. It's like the bar stool of the Big Ten. So very excited, guys! This it. I mean, this might be the last episode until uh, regular season. I mean, God, we're two weeks away. Oh, can't wait. Okay, Uh, I'm out of here, guys. Just remember, uh, it's always, it's always good to be a Michigan Wolverine, and forever and uh, forever and always go blue.